Waves in the Finiverse, live from Hong Kong Fintech Week. message that SFC delivered yesterday was that they would um, provide further guidance on, on STO security token offerings. And for that, I think it's very good because as I just mentioned at my opening, you know, from time to time, we got the misimpression or message from the industry that the SFC, in fact, not so supportive to STO projects. In fact, it's not the case. For example, in 2019, in fact, the SFC issued a circular saying for STO activities in Hong Kong, you could be conducted here. Welcome to Waves in the Finiverse. I'm Walter Jennings, the host of a podcast brought to you by Finiverse. We're talking with the wave makers that are creating ripples, waves, and tsunamis across finance, crypto, fintech, Web3, and beyond. Listen weekly to hear the change makers talk firsthand about their experiences in this dynamic industry. Welcome to Hong Kong Fintech Week Day 2. I'm Walter Jennings, host of Waves in the Finiverse, and joining me in the booth today is Clara Chu. She is CEO of QReg Advisory and former director of the SFC, where she was heading the fintech unit and was the main initiator and car architect of Hong Kong's fintech and virtual asset regulatory framework. Thank you so much for joining us today, Clara. Thank you, Walter. Now, you were previous head of fintech and licensing of the HK Securities Futures Commission, it must have been an easy decision to leave the SFC, uh, and you've made a very bold step. What prompted you to do so? Yes, it's a really, really tough decision. I work at the SFC for more than 14 years, and most of my colleagues, they have really, really good friends. And for SFC, it's a very professional body. And once you join them, you really don't want to leave them. But when I was there being a fintech head, I saw a lot of misunderstanding about the regulations from the industry. Um, you know, the financial regulations from time to time, they're very complex. And with the new virtual asset regulations, even the most experienced lawyers and advisors, from time to time, they would misunderstand or misinterpret the regulations. The existing regulations seem to be, you know, um, too difficult for them to comprehend. And so for, for for those businesses, they are advising um, the owner of those businesses may also kind of like have a misunderstanding of the whole regime. So sometimes they complain that the regulations are really out of touch or not realistic. And I was at the time I was just thinking, is in fact not the case. It's just you did not understand the regulation properly. And that's why I started to think whether I should join the industry. Maybe, you know, I could give further guidance to them directly because as you know, SFC is a financial regulator. They are not a legal advisor or business advisor. So one cannot re- rely on the SFC to do advisory service for them. So um, that's why, for example, um, when I was there, there was there were quite a lot 
um, STO project, and then they discuss with the SFC, and after that they they, they will tell others saying, you know, SFC disallow us to do it. In fact, that's totally not the case. It's only because um, for those projects, maybe the owner of the issues of those STOs or their advisors, they um, overlook some very important regulatory requirements or issues. That's why we, you know, stop them. So. Going back to your question, that's why I think maybe at that time, I, uh, maybe I just leave the SFC and it will be more beneficial to both the industry and the regulator as well, because I could help the industry more directly and bridge the gap between the industry and the regulators. Fantastic. Well, that's a great uh, story of the founding of QREG Advisory. Now, during this fintech week. What are some of the encouraging announcements that you've heard so far? Well, I think the most encouraging announcement is that the Hong Kong government now just made very clear that there is a vision to develop Hong Kong as one of the major international virtual asset centers. It's really great. And I'm really glad to hear that. Uh, when I was the fintech head, uh, you know, I initiated all these uh, virtual asset regulations in Hong Kong. And the, I was from time to time asked by the industry whether we would develop Hong Kong as an international virtual asset center. At that time, I could not really answer this question because I did not have a clear message from the government. And But now today, uh, I have heard a very clear and loud message from the government that we will develop, we will we will de develop Hong Kong as a, a, a virtual asset international hub, and so I think it's really good with this vision and direction, and all this is so clear. I'm now very sure that all other regulatory reforms will follow, and all these will make Hong Kong be the pioneer in the crypto market again. Yeah, no, it's uh, been uh, very well received so far in the international media and by other guests. Now, the SFC has made a number of new regulatory proposals. Could you explain to us what they are and what do you think are the impacts of these changes? What are the major regulatory changes after today? Yeah, um, maybe I just summarized them in three points. The first the first main message that SFC gave yesterday during the speech of the deputy CEO of SFC, Ms. Julia, was that um, the current professional investor restriction will likely be uplifted after a public consultation. Um, for that, maybe I just explain a little bit more. Now, um, if you are running um, Hong Kong licensed crypto exchange um, you are subject to a licensing condition that you could only serve professional investors. These restrictions, in fact, you know, limit the scope of your business. So this is always a main or biggest pain point of the industry. So doing away with this, it will really help the industry. And I think it will also make the crypto markets more active in Hong Kong because a lot of crypto exchanges outside Hong Kong international crypto exchanges, they may now reconsider to come back to Hong Kong.
From innovators to investors, get inside the minds of the industry's top leaders in finance, fintech, crypto, Web3 and beyond. Get ready to ride the next wave. This is Waves in the Finiverse, the podcast, live from Hong Kong Fintech Week. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And just for our audience, a professional investor in Hong Kong is defined as assets under investment of 8 million Hong Kong or about 1 million US. And that is purely cash and equities, not including housing or crypto or anything. So uh, that is a limited market, but now it appears to be opening up. Yes, uh, but but of course we have some procedure to follow. That's why the SFC have to conduct a public consultation first, and hopefully, you know, all the <laughs> all the views gathered by the SFC will be supportive to this idea. Then we will <laughs> very likely to be able to open these crypto markets to retail. And then um, the second message that the SFC um, announced or delivered yesterday was that uh, the SFC now set up or the SFC in fact has set up a clear way for the industry to apply for authorization of crypto futures ETF offering to retail in Hong Kong. ETF meaning exchange traded funds. So that would be a fund that invests in crypto underneath and those can now be sold and, and traded. Yes, exactly. What you have explained it in very clear term, very, very good. And then for that, what I, what I would say is that from this new initiative from the SFC, what I see is you can see kind of a, like a change of stance or attitude of the SFC because in the past, the SFC was still considering hmm, there was for crypto assets, there, 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 there are a lot of risk there. Oh, uh, is the, this product may not be suitable for the retail retail investors. But now for this initiative, the message I think underlying, you know, for this initiative is that, okay, now after some a few these few years, the SFC is confident that with enhanced regulations, they could manage um, the risk of these virtual assets and let this kind of new asset class to be available to more investors in Hong Kong. Yeah, no, and I I will say that uh, when there is a public consultation by the SFC, please, if you have an opinion, submit it. Uh, They are all read and they are all responded to. So whether you're in favor or you're on on the fence or you're against it, it's really important to share your voice. Yes, exactly. And then the third message that SFC delivered yesterday was that they would um, provide further guidance on, on STO security token offerings. And for that, I think it's really good because as I just mentioned at my opening, you know, from time to time, we got the misimpression or message from the industry that the SFC, in fact, not so supportive to STO projects. In fact, it's not the case. For example, in 2019, in fact, the SFC issued a circular saying for STO activities in Hong Kong, you could reconduct it here, uh, but you have to make sure that all your your investors are professional investors, and then you are also working with a licensed brokers in Hong Kong to help you to distribute those security tokens. And for yesterday, the SFC also further clarified that for those traditional 
traditional financial instrument, if you are going to wrap it in um, a virtual asset form, for example, you are utilizing the blockchain so as to make your financial instrument to be paperless, then the, the current additional regulatory requirements applicable to virtual assets, in fact, are not applicable to these. So for issuers on this kind of um, product, they can be not so worried about, you know, have to comply with additional virtual assets requirements. So I think it is also a good news. And for me, I'm always a firm believer as to regulatory clarity. So I guess now the SFC come out to provide further guidance to clarify some, some regulatory issues, it would really help the healthy development of the, the crypto asset market. Now, Clara, um, if you were still at the SFC, what other regulatory changes would you push forward? Mm, very good question. Let me see. Now, you know, we have um, the possibility of opening, opening up to the retail market, which, which I think is the big thing. Um, and then some further guidance on STO. The, the, another thing I probably would like to push forward is about crypto derivative area. Because now under the existing regulations, if you are licensed Hong Kong crypto exchange, uh, you are not allowed to do uh, any trading or issuance of any crypto derivatives. But as also you must be aware, if uh, you cannot do lending borrowing or crypto derivatives on your exchange, and you can only do spot crypto spot trading, in fact, it's not very commercially viable. Yeah, so a, a derivative might be a future contract, it might be a short contract where you're able to, um, uh, I guess, use your money to in hedge uh, against where it might be going. So those are the types of crypto derivative products you're talking about. Yes, yes. And then I, I, from time to time, I really like those people who create this kind of product because it's very creative and then they also can provide more choices for investors to invest in, you know, different form, different kind, and then you have different maturity period, all these. So yeah, exactly, we are talking about the kind of product. So I will also push that maybe the SFC would consider, should consider whether allow some, um, some market participants to uh, create and trade this kind of derivative. Uh, I fully understand that for these crypto derivatives, some of them are really, really high risk. So what I'm thinking is, we could not just say, okay, all these derivative products should be offered to retail. I guess derivative, crypto derivative is just a generic term. So maybe we can have some kind of classification like some very high risk crypto derivatives should only be offered to institutional professional investors. But some of them, in fact, not so high risk. Maybe retail could also be accessible to them. Yeah, no, there are ways of qualifying the client to make sure it suits their needs. Now, uh, what are your views and outlooks for Hong Kong's virtual asset market? Uh, for Hong Kong, you know, we are one of the world's most active and liquid security market and one of the world's most active IPO market as well. Um, so with all these, you know, recent announcements by the government and also regulatory changes, I am very, very positive to Hong Kong VA market, virtual asset market. And I think Hong Kong has a very robust regulatory system. The regulators are open-minded and receptive to 
new ideas, and they are also willing to address to the industry's concern. Um, and with the support of the government, I think the virtual asset market in Hong Kong would grow and flourish yeah, in the next few years, definitely. Well Clara, look, uh, first off, thank you so much for your 14 years of service in the SFC and also for uh, sharing with us the insights on regulation and the proper approach for STOs and other projects. Uh, folks who want to find out more about you can look at your new firm, QReg Advisory, a consulting company offering services to clients in the fintech and crypto asset sector. So thank you so much for being a guest on Waves in the Finiverse. Thank you. I enjoy very much talking to you. I did too, and enjoy Hong Kong FinTech Week. Thank you. This has been Waves in the Finiverse. Why not hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode? If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a five-star rating. Thanks for listening.